Hello and welcome to the Odds Checker Betting Show, sponsored by Unibet. This is your Scottish national preview, and I'm your host, George Ellick, and I'm delighted to be joined by Andy Holding. Andy, you are a man who I think those watching this show regularly and who listen to this show regularly, I think they like to buy you a pint because last Saturday, Grand National Day, not only did you put up the winner in Corrat Rambler, but we also had three other winners in the card on the card. Florida Dreams that won the last at 18 to 1. Massive price. West Barboa, who won the second at 9 to 2. And Irish Point, who won the third at 5 to 1. Unbelievable tipping, um, but you didn't have the multi. I didn't know. Um, because my form had been so embarrassing on Saturdays uh, prior to last weekend, um, not even I contemplated sticking a few together. I'd just be happy with one one win if uh, I was lucky enough to get it. Um, but yeah, amazingly, all, all four came in. Obviously, there's a couple of losers along the along the way. They didn't all win on Saturday, but um, <laughs> it was a it was a day where I probably eradicated or eroded all the previous losses from from my, from my Saturdays prior. Yeah, for some random reason that they uh, the, the weekends just appeared to be a little bit of a blind spot for me. I had been until. Um, three, but uh, yeah, they all come together. Once Bell, West Bell Barrett won, I thought, oh, I had a little bit of a relief because finally a horse ran like I thought it should do, and and then, and then Irish Point did did exactly the same. I was quite happy with that, to be honest. So yeah, the last <laughs> two was, was a bonus, and, and it was a good result for the national round. Yeah, really good stuff. And um, before we get into the, the you know the air preview, um, let's just touch on on the Grand National itself and Corrupt Rambler, an, an incredibly popular winner you know these days given how big the festival is generally i think any chart in the festival winner is going to be pretty popular i think any chart in the festival winner who goes and wins a race two years in a row is going to be very popular i think any chart in the festival winner that wins in the way that Korak has done it at the, at the at the track you know coming from late up the hill to, to win late on but to follow that up with a grand national success as well it's a hell of a story and you know what do you think the future could hold the gold cup seems to be the plan for next season for the grand national winner well, I, th- I think he won a very classy Grand National. Obviously, we lost a few horses on the way, but we had a, a race that involved a lot of horses who got good quality form um, prior. Um, you know, you had Noble Yates, who ran one in the Gold Cup. Galliard de Mesnil, a genuine grade one horse, finished third. It just looked at a really above average renewal. And to be honest, I thought Kyle Rambler won incredibly easily. The winning margin suggested he didn't, but the way he just... Mm-hmm sauntered through the race, got there travelling on the bridle at the last, and then quick and well, well clear was a sign of a horse that um, has got a, a huge amount of talent and a huge engine and a huge appetite for the game. Um, I mean, it, it takes a lot for a horse to win back-to-back Chelna festivals in the same tough handicap year in, year out. And then to go on and win the Grand National a month later, he must have some constitution. So, he now offers a whole raft of different options now for connections whether they wanted to go down the graded route they could easily do that because he's good enough um particularly over this side of the rsc when he's not taking on gallop and champ every day of the week but he's certainly, <laughs> up, he's certainly up there with the you know the noble yates in the brave man's games of this world um the real whacker of course will obviously be in there as well up the north so all of a sudden northern racing has got a genuine um uh, um depth to it you know with Nicky Richards winning the bumper that Florida Dreams I had a feeling he'd be a nice horse going forward and I think he'll do well over hurdles next season he obviously got the real whack and, and Carl Rambo in the staying division so yeah I think the winners now are beginning to be uh, spread a little bit more 
far and wide. Yeah, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I interview Peter Scudamore um, every week and, and he has confirmed that the, the plan is, at least at this very early stage, to have a tilt at the Gold Cup. So it'll be interesting to see how that plan goes over the coming weeks and months. But congratulations to Connections, Crack uh, Grambler, a popular winner anyway, but also a winner for Andy, one of four on the day at Aintree. Um, but let's get into the racing at air on Saturday. It is, of course, the Scottish National. We've got the Scottish Champion Hurdle, amongst others as well. And if you don't have a Unibet account, Unibet are our sponsors on the Odds Checker Betting Show. You can get money back up to £40 if your first racing bet loses when you sign up to a Unibet account. And a £10 casino bonus as well. T's and C's do apply. Click on the link below in the description to sign up to that. And we've also got extra places in the 115, the 150, and the Scottish National um, on coming up uh, and the 425 at air with Unibet. So check that. And we've got a money back bonus as well. We'll go through the card at air and then we will uh, yeah, go through just a touch on Newbury too. Um, but let's start with the opening race uh, at air on Saturday uh, where we've got Frere Darm is the 9-4 to favourite with Unibet ahead of Pay the Piper at 11-2. to Alexa de Nuts and uh, Hasanki both 6-1. to Return ticket thirteen to two, Malistic nine to one, Baron de Middleton ten to one, fourteen to one bar those. And let's go for another big Super Saturday. Uh, who's your bet in the opener? Well, hopefully they're off to a good start, similar to last week when I took to Balboa, trained by uh, Dan Skelton, and we've got another here uh, in the shape of Fred Arm, who hopefully will um, kickstart a profitable weekend, as you say. Um, I really like this horse. He, was really good uh, both visually on the clock at uh, Newbury two runs ago and I was waiting for him to run um, ever since. I don't know why he didn't run until only 20 days ago at Ascot. I don't know whether there's a setback or whether they're just waiting to get him back on some better ground. I, I don't really know the story there. Um, but he was sent off a red lot of favourite in a very hot race at the Barclay track and it looked when he jumped the second last as though he was going to oblige but along came Black Jerry uh, with a powerful late rattle and just run, out of, run him out of it on the running. Once again, it was another winner for Gary Moore. Gary Moore's horses, obviously, at the time, and still, uh, as we speak, are running out of their skin. So it was no disgrace to get beat by Black Jerry, who's gone on to subsequently win at, um, I think it was Plumpton next time. It might even be Fogmel. Well, it's certainly down uh, down his neck of the woods, let's say. But the form was good. And Fred Don just looked as though he needed the run that day as well. He, as I said, he just tied on the running. He drifted over onto the far side row, which ended up being the slowest part of the track. He visually got tired. The ground was on the soft side as well. I don't think it really did him any favours. But on good ground, the time before at Newbury, he beat Auchinrisk. Now, as we know, Auchinrisk went on to win the, the Betfair um, hurdle at um, the San Lawrence track next time out. <laughs> the horse of the highest quality, and he did it in a very fast time. If he runs to that level again, and there's no reason to suggest he wouldn't because the ground at time recording is good, good to soft in places, and looks as though it's going to be a pretty dry, uh, dry weekend by and large, other than the odd shower. So it should ride very much in Fred Darm's favour. And I like the fact that he is fresh. A lot of these horses have had the hard-knocking seasons. You have Sankeys, your return tickets, your Alexia, the Nutsies, and you pay the pipers of this world. So this really is a golden opportunity for Fred Darm to round up his season in the best possible fashion. So albeit he's a 9-4 favourite as we stand, and many will probably scoff at that, um, I don't think that's too bad of a price. So if you're scoffing at nine to four winners, I'd, I'd like to see your card, to be honest. Um, nine to four, the favourite there, uh, the one for Andy Frere Darm in the opener on Scottish National Day at 
air uh, onto the 150 then and this is the uh, novice champion handicap chase over three miles where we have got um the unibet ambassadorial pair teaming up with the favorite nikki de boing nico de boing and nikki henderson the city chief <clears throat> who is 85 to 40 so it's a shade bigger than, than two to one oscar elite nine to two sail away five to one as is where it all began Temptation in Milan for Charles Barnes, sure to spike some interest at six to one, uh, ten to one bar those. Yeah, I can't say anything negative about uh, Nicky Henderson, Nick Adebonville's horse here, City Chief. Um, I don't want to suggest he's, he's off been saved at this race. Um, he could have easily gone down the Cheltenham Festival route. I'm not sure how many entries he did have at, um, at Presbury Park over that week. Uh, maybe one. I don't know if he's still in the old brand advisory until final decoration but he's been talked upon in that kind of mold all season um from from very small beginnings or humble beginnings he won the um the uh, was it the uh, the totem novices chase last time out at, at weatherby when we last saw him he didn't be a great field i must admit i think it was a substandard race and i think the horse of um that uh, dan scouters on the day Bal and gary boy failed to um run up to its best but either way I thought City Chief was rather dominant in that contest. He's clocked a couple of decent time figures as well. The time before when he won at Hereford, he was good that day on the clock. So the uh, data is strongly suggesting this fellow is very much trending in the right direction. Um, the reason I think he's been laid out for this race or he's been safe for this race because he won here last year, if you remember, at this meeting, at the uh, Scottish National Meeting over hurdles when he beat Hidden Heroics. So... Being Nicky Henderson, he's a bit of a creature of habit and he does like to go back to meetings and festivals where he's done well in the past with a particular horse. I think um, his policy to leave this horse off 77 days might well work in his favour. Of the rest, I do have a little bit of a soft spot and a bit of time for Ned Tanner, who's um, trading at much bigger odds if you wanted to back something each way. Um, he's got a fairly decent profile next to his name. He didn't quite have the uh, speed to beat Richmond Lake around Haydock last time out. Uh, but at the time before, when he won at Kelso over two miles seven, he beat a horse called Latitude from the Mel Roadie stable. I tipped Latitude last time out when he won at Ludlow, winning very, very easily. Um, and he also ties in with Bill Baxter as well. He finished fourth behind Bill Baxter, went on to win the top on the time before on ground that was probably a little bit too heavy for him. Good ground, he, he doesn't mind because he's won on it. Um, so, if you, like I say, if he didn't want to back um, the class horse of the race, then um, previous course winner Ned Tanner has got a good body of work over fences might appeal um um either in the with or without the favorite market yeah ned tanner currently 14 to 1 and this one of those races where you need better paying paying an extra place so you can get a fifth to four if you do choose to back ned tanner there city chief favorite that's the good shout there that's we go ned good, tanner yeah, 14 four to 1 four places, yeah, 14, four places is, a, is a is a decent bet for him decent bet there in the third it is the scottish champion hurdle over two miles and here we have Colonel Mustard heading the market at five to one. Uh, Rubode is six to one alongside Loda Sud. Uh, Soaring Glory, 13 to two. Namian Lion, seven to one. Salsada, seven to one. Anna Benina, a bit of a drifter for John McConnell, eight to one. Uh, First Streets uh, for that De Boinville Henderson Unibet duo, nine to one. Milkwood, 10 to one. Highway 102, 11 to 1, uh, 16 to 1. Paris Encore and Royal Mogul, 20 to 1. Again, four places here, Andy. Yeah, which is handy enough, isn't it? The extra place, certainly not to be scoffed at. Um, I've always been a big fan of Colonel Mustard. Um, ever since I saw him as a novice, he was always going to make the grade. Uh, and 
he just hasn't had the rub of the green in these big handicaps. Second to first street, of course, in the uh, sorry, not first street, um, state man, a big part. It's first street, who was um, um, uh, third that day in, in last year's county hurdle. Looked like he was going to win at the last, but then just didn't quite see it out as well as the winner. Um, and he was second in the Moor battle last time out uh, when he was well backed. Um, he's done really well, obviously, with his UK raids. Uh, the fact that he's coming here and he's avoiding the Pointers Down Festival suggests that they've had this race in mind for a little while. Looks the natural progression from running in the Moor Battle. When the Moor Battle form as it stands is, is pretty sound. Uh, he got beat fair and square by the win on the day, Benson, but um, there's been horses out of that race that have already come on Frank the form. Teddy Blue, who's six, has won since. And uh, El Muchacho, who finished 11th, almost won the other day at Wing Canton, but for pulling himself up on the running. Um, he's got a confirmed form with Odesud. O- who was uh, Lou Sud, who was third that day, but I think he will. He doesn't mind the ground. Uh, he's a strong traveller. Um, so hard to see him not being thereabouts. They're thereabouts, to be honest, George. I think he's solid each way. Um, the other one I mentioned as well is Namia Line. Um, he's had a very light campaign, just the four runs, but good enough to finish um, third in a grade one, the Tolworth. Uh, and then he won at a graded level uh, last time out, of course, on the very same card that Colonel Mustard won. Uh, sorry, finished second in. So, He's he's a decent operator in the main line. Um, although he does lack experience, he does hurdle quite well. And Kerry Lee's having quite a decent renaissance uh, in the second half of the season as well. So those would be my two against the field. Uh, Colonel Mustard, probably with a, a solid background of um, competitive handicaps behind his belt, would have been more the logical of the two. But I certainly wouldn't put anyone off having a few good on the main line as a saver either. The main line seven to one, but the main selection, Colonel Mustard, is five to one. So two there against the field. As I say, another race there where Unibet are paying an extra place of fifth to four. They are there. Um, smaller field now for the future champion novice chase, um, where we have currently seven. So it's just uh, a quarter of the two places. Um, but here, Balco Coastal, again for the De Boinville Henderson team, 15 to eight favourite ahead of Unexpected Party at nine to two. That's all right, Gino at five to one. Thunder Rock five to one. Tell me something, girl, fifteen to two. Hang in there, nine to one. Richmond Lake fourteen to one. You know, I'm mentioning that um, you may not, you may not always, always think that Nicky Hayden is going to take a strong um, group up to air for the Scottish National Day, but he seems to here, and, and you can find on the uh, blog um, that will be available up on the Unibet site on Friday. You can read Unibet Ambassadors Nico de Boinville and what Nicky Henderson make of their runners this weekend. Last weekend, Andy had a good week, but as did they, with Nicky giving Caribbean Boy a big write-up um, in his blog. Caribbean, Caribbean Boy went on to win that race at 28-1. to 1. So you should get a decent steer on these Henderson horses, Andy. Uh, but what do you make of them? I like Balco Coastal. Um Although he, he was disappointing last time at, at um, the Cheltenham Festival for one mm. reason or another, he never really travelled, did he? That day in in the uh, in the Turners, the race that was dominated by Stage Star off the front, uh, and uh, quite a few never really got into it, including Balcar Colstor. Didn't jump as well as he can. He just never looked comfortable from the word go. Whether it was Cheltenham, I don't know. Not really sure. He's absolutely in love with um, Presbury, but um, on this uh, flatter, more sharper, easier track, he should be more. Uh, capable of running much more, much more to his, his best form. I just wouldn't touch him at the price. That's a problem. Um, I think, for instance, the first horse I put up for Ray Darms, he's a good nine or four shot. Um, I think City Chiefs a good nine to four shot or five to two shot. But I do think two to one for this fella against a pretty 
dangerous looking field doesn't represent a huge amount of value. I'm going to put up um, Thunder Rock here as the value alternative, around about the 11 to 2, 6 to 1 mark, I believe. Is that right? Around about that? Uh, yeah, we are getting 5 to 1. 5 to 1, sorry. I was slightly overstated him there. Um, but I thought he, he ran with a good deal of credit uh, in a race which is working out incredibly well at the festivals. We know the Brown Advisory, the Wheel Whacker, took care of uh, Joey Colomb. Uh, but not only has Jerry Colomb gone on to thank the former grade one level subsequently, we've always seen the um, Irish Grand National winner come out of that, Iron Maximus, who was fourth. So given that Ollie Murphy's charge wasn't a million miles away from um, um, the fourth horse, who's gone on to um, win at a very high level next time, there's every reason to think that Thunder Rock is capable of uh, holding his own against this company, because I don't think it's the sort of strongest grade two that we've ever seen. I certainly think the uh, brand advisor is way, way uh, tougher than this mm. one. And he ran with a good deal of credit. Certainly got to give uh, mentions to an unexpected party who ran well from the back of the field uh, behind stage star and ahead of Boko Carlston. Uh, you could certainly make a case out for him. And Henry de Bromed brings the mayor over. Tell me something girl as well, of course, is a grade one winner over hurdles and has got plenty of good form over fences and the good ground will suit her. So an intriguing race rather than a brilliant one. But uh, I do think Thunder Rock holds some of the best form going into this race, tied in with the Real Wacker twice. Don't forget he chased down the Real Wacker um, at Cheltenham. And of course, he finished third at grade one level beyond Jerry Colong at Sandown. So I think he's got a really good body of work at Thunder Rock and he's the bet at fives. Five to one Thunder Rock, the bet for Andy. As I say, remember, just a two places there, quarter of the two before you have your each way bet. Keep that in mind. Uh, on to the big race on the card, the Scottish Grand National uh, quality card throughout but this, the feature race, and Monbeg Genius is the four to one favourite for John Joe O'Neill and John Joe O'Neill Jr. Kitty's like just in behind at nine to two for Christian Williams. Uh, your own story for the Grand National winning duo of Lucinda Russell and Derek Fox. Melina Girl eleven to one, Dusart twelve to one for Nicky Henderson and Nicola Boyneville. Empire Steel twelve to one, Magnus Sound twelve to one, three under through five, and Elvis Mail and under supervision and Flash Colonia and Captain Noor, and Mighty Thunder, and Flower of Scotland, all 16 to 1, 18 to 1 by those. Andy, who is your pick, or picks are your picks for the Scottish National? Well, we're all guilty in this game of overcomplicating races like this sometimes. When I looked at the Grand National, the obvious one to me was Carrot Rambler, so I didn't um, decide to um, be too clever and, and just stuck with what I knew and stuck with the obvious. And on the on the on that basis, I'm I'm gonna go with Monbeg Genius, who chased down Corey Rambler in the um, Ultima at the Cheltenham Festival. I was really taken with the way that Monbeg Genius went through that, through that race. I just thought that day at Cheltenham, he might just lack for a bit of experience. He was one of the reasons why I didn't go for him that day and went for Corey Rambler uh, because I'd had this horse on my mind for quite some time. He's always been a horse I've liked. I've, I've put him up twice in my column so far this season, and he's done me a nice turn or two with a couple of nice wins. But they were in small fields against lower quality opposition but he certainly rose to the occasion at Cheltenham travelled really well he jumped great jumped like an old hand came there at the last looking as though he was certainly going to be uh, a major major player and he just couldn't quite quicken as well as uh, Carl Rambler did but he only got beat two lengths he went hard up the hill without showing the turn of foot the, the, the winner did um, and obviously the subsequent, subsequent exploits of the winner suggest that He's got away um, with it quite lightly, only being bumped up five pounds. He's now 145 compared to 140, whereas Park Rambler's now 159. So I think he's still quite well treated. He hasn't got many miles on the clock. He jumps and travels. That's a great thing about him. He's got a really good cruising speed, good attitude. And in a 
probably race, I'd, I'd suggest, and a renewal that is a little bit substandard to previous years. I don't think this is the, 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 the strongest quality Scottish national we've ever seen. I think he, along with perhaps just a handful of others, stands out like a sore thumb. So if he can avoid carnage early uh, and race up with the pace, because it's a race that's often won by a horse that does race uh, in the first half dozen or so, then um, I, I'd say Mombag Jin has been banged there at the finish. So just one, one selection for the race? I think so, yeah. I'll, I'll just mention a couple of others, but he's the only mm. bet I'm likely to put to put out on Saturday. I, I can tell you for now, my, my column's definitely going to be um, Mombeg Genius Heavy. Um, I, I'd, I'd mention um, a horse, another horse I like, Famous Bridge, again, Nicky Richards' horse. Mm. He's all of a sudden come of age. He's been a bit of a slow burn, this fella. A bit disappointed on a couple of occasions over hurdles, but then at times look really good. But since they sent him over fences, he seems to have uh, put it all together. And his last two victories at Weatherby and here at Air have been very eye-catching. Um, again, whether he's quite got the, the bottle or the heart for this race, I'm not absolutely totally convinced with, because um, most of his wins are coming small fields. But he has got a touch of class. And um, if he was to get into a good rhythm, maybe 20 to 1 for him is a big price. And you'd have to factor in anything that Lucinda Russell and Derek Fox team up with in a race like this. And uh, your own story um, falls into that category. Um, he's run well here before. Uh, I thought he was a bit lucky not to win a Haydock last time over three mile four. He just got really <laughs> far out of his ground, but the way he finished off his race suggests that four miles is no problem for him. Uh, and he's definitely got a progressive profile. So I'll mention a couple of others just for mentioning sake, but um, it's all about Monbeg genius for me in this. I think he'll win with a clear round. Monbeg genius, four to one as it stands. <clears throat> and this is another race where Unibet are paying extra places there, a fifth to six. So getting six places here if you wanted a back and have a, an each way bet in the Scottish National. Um, no prices as it stands yet for the last three races on the card here, Andy. Um, but do you have any inklings, any horses that we should be putting in the notebook ready for when prices do come out? Um, nothing in particular in the last two. There's no bumper horse I'm desperate to get with there. Um, I thought the 445 was a trappy old race. Not not great quality either. Um, so the only other one I can see was Hugo's new horse in the 410. I think if I had to price it up myself now without seeing any tissues, I'd probably be sort of five to four, six to four. Um, but it doesn't look a particularly strong race as far as I could see. And he's third in the EBF final the other day. Um, he's by far and away the best piece of form coming into this race. That was a real good renewal this year. Crambo uh, won it. He um, ran with distinction at uh, Aintree last week in a grade one. I think he finished six, or six of the 12 horses in that, in that race. Innerston, the horse that was second, a bit unlucky not to win that day. Uh, he's won since. And Cuthbert Dibble, who was fifth, he's won since. So it's pretty strong form. Um, he reminds me of Complete Unknown as well, who took the EBF final uh, last season for Paul Nichols in the sense I think he's going to be a good chaser next season. Complete Unknown ended up his season with a good uh, second in the grade one last week at Aintree. And I think this fella's in the same mould. So for Mark of 130, he should really be beating the likes of Jal Foyd, Cunter's Call and, and Glinger Fame, who, you know, are all double-figure digits uh, age-wise. So, very much one for the young young books there with uh, Hugo's new horse in the 410. Hugo's new horse in the 410. Uh, there, keep an eye out, as Andy says, 5-4, to 6-4. So, if they open any bigger, hopefully the traders aren't listening 
uh, then make sure you snap it up early on. Um, there's also some cracking racing over at Newbury on the flat. The flat is, of course, back. Um, Andy, anything you should be keeping an eye on on that card on Saturday? Well, the Greenham's a highlight, isn't it? Uh, with um, Chaldine making his um, eagerly expected seasonal reappearance. I think he's one of the favourites for the Guineas, if not outright favourites. Certainly vying for uh, top honours. Um, I think he's been putting odds on in that, in that Greenham. Yeah, um, 46. Four to six, yeah, that's certainly nobody's bargain at uh, that kind of price. Um, I, I did have a good look at these these two trials, and um, I thought the interesting runner potentially was Magical Sunset in in the um, in the in the at Fred Dahl or what we used to be called the old Fred Darlings, now the uh, Dubai Duty Free. Mm. Um, she really came of age towards the back end of last season. Um, I thought she was going to be a very good filly. When she beat, you remember she beat Saki her first time up at Windsor. Now Saki is one of the favourites for the Guineas. And then the next two runs at the Corran Doncaster were a little bit underwhelming, albeit she was taking on a decent stand of opponents in, in those sales races. But um, her victory here last season towards the back end, the enlisted company, was really eye-catching. And that was the first time that she stretched out to seven furlongs on, um, on, on testing ground. Now, the ground at Newbury at the moment is good to soft, but they do quite a bit of rain over the weekend in and around that area. So the softer the ground, the better. The Hannon team seem to just be coming uh, into themselves as well now. They've had three winners in the last few days, which is a far cry from, I think, going about a month without a winner. So uh, with Kevin Stock booked, I would suggest that Magical Sunset would be the most interesting runner in that Fred Darling. Yeah, Unibet paying four places in that 205, but also, most importantly, a money back if your horse finishes second. So you can back Magical Sunset at five to one. And if uh, for frustratingly finishes just behind the winner uh, you will get your money back as cash so t's and c's to apply for that one as well uh, but worth checking out um, that brings our saturday preview to a close uh, thank you very much to unibet for uh, sponsoring the show make sure you click on the link below if you don't have, an, have a, an account and you get that welcome offer money back up to 40 pounds of your first racing bet losers and a 10 percent casino bonus as well t's and c's to apply you've got the extra places are there in the 115 the 150 the scottish national and the 425 money back as cash if your horse finishes second in the 205 at newbury so plenty to get your teeth into over at unibet do subscribe to the odds checker youtube channel where we will be back with a few shows next week with, of course, the Punchstown Festival. Lots to get through over the course of the five days over in Ireland. We'll be going through those over the course of the week. So do subscribe to the YouTube channel there or if you listen to this as a podcast on any podcast platform as well. Thank you to Andy for sharing his tips and insight as ever. Thank you for watching. Hopefully some winners in there. Please do ensure that you gamble responsibly.